0: everyone welcome back to the andy and mandy podcast again with special guest caleb carbone
1: oh it's so good to be back
0: it's so good to have (laughs) you back it's been a while um we are continuing our discussion on god
2: yeah we couldn't we couldn't finish our talk we couldn't cover everything there's talk about god in in one episode so
0: we'll do it in two we'll do it exactly
2: we'll do it in two episodes (laughs) We'll have God figured out for—I mean, for the world, really. We're yeah, service. this is
0: for the kids, really. The kids—it's all for the kids, for the future.
2: The future, okay.
0: I don't. I believe it... <laughs> <laughs>
2: you you're nailing that. Yeah, you can go on. <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's continue.
2: You don't want to sing songs anymore.
0: No, I just was like, felt like I was channeling Whitney for a second, but it passed. It so. passed.
2: Okay.
1: So in our last episode, what did we talk about? Well, we, we talked about God being a super being, right? That was one of the, mm-hmm. the one of the, oh, in yeah. the entire podcast? Well, no, no. I, oh. They can go <laughs> back and listen. <laughs> We're just doing
2: a little summary in case, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why someone will listen to this one, but not the other one, but just in case, maybe mm-hmm. it's been a while, mm-hmm. they yeah. forget what we talked about.
0: Yeah. So it was super being and hyper being Hyper-being, that we covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two yep. different ways to think about God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're gonna give like two a, of the four. You want to give like a one sentence summary? Yeah, there's four ways you can think about God. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about two of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow, you know, it being so long ago, uh, I'll have to. Um, so the super being is that it, God is basically just a the best possible version of us. You know, mm-hmm. just that much better than us individually.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: And hyper being would be the unexplainable. Like God cannot be encapsulated. God cannot be put in a box. Um, this kind of like sounds to me like a mystic point of view. Like mm. you can't really fully know God. Uh, yeah, like a, a pretty another pretty traditional way to think about God. Kind of the unknowable mm-hmm. cannot be defined. Yeah.
1: I was thinking about this, you know, between our times. Is it about the experience then? Is what? Uh, the second, the hyper?
0: Hyper being? No, hyper being?
1: I, is it, what do you mean? Like like the way you can, you do experience God because you can't, you know, you can't articulate it is through experience.
2: No, I think Not they're I. similar. I think super being and hyper being are, are more similar than okay. maybe even we made them sound.
1: Okay. But it's just a rejection of the other.
2: Yeah, it's okay, kind of okay. saying that thing you think. Like when mm-hmm. I think about God in the sky, and I think of Him as a like, God the Father, like mm-hmm. I know it's beyond that. Like that's not enough to. Uh,
1: okay, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Does that make sense? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay. It's tough to. I don't think there's many good arguments for why God is not a hyper being. It's mm-hmm. pretty safe. Yeah. What'd okay.
1: I think so. It just probably fr- frustrates. Th- the people in the conversation though especially in our own culture
2: well i think people who i think you could still tr- you still try to talk about god and try to figure right. out what god is it's just done with a little bit of humility mm. so ready for the next one yeah god as the ground of being when we talk about God as super being, or God as hyper being, as soon as we start talking about God in that way, it makes us the subject and God is the object, right? Mm-hmm, but we're, mm-hmm. It's us the subject talking about God mm-hmm. that's kind of other than ourselves, and God as the ground of being kind of says that God comes before subject and object even even exist. So it's like completely different.
1: Yeah, you know what what it would be. What is it like then in that? in terms of image bearing uh, you know creation is image bearing or, and people are image bearing how how does that fit into to that idea about understanding god
2: that people bear the image of god yeah doesn't that exactly fit with that that's like, like that's and that
1: that's why i'm wondering if they where they're drawing this line
0: so all that all that is kind of derives its existence from yeah god mhm so that we can't think of god as just like another object or another living being
1: mm-hmm.
0: one thing that peter rollins an Ill- illustration that he used for this that i found really helpful and i'm still thinking about is a ship that has sunk in the ocean and how the ship is shipwrecked so the ocean has like The ocean inhabits the ship like the water has, you know, soaked into the ship. It's down at the bottom of the ocean. It contains some of the ocean within it, but the ocean itself contains all of the ship. Hmm. And there's so much more to the ocean Mm -hmm. than that which is within the ship. Hmm. I really liked that because it talked about it. It it relates to the image bearing Mm -hmm. question that you had. And in a sense then, if we are beings created in the image of a ground of being God, then we like can encapsulate just like a very small and under we can both encapsulate and only understand a very small part of God. But God kind of wraps God's self around all of us and all of our understanding in a way that we never really could like touch mm. in this life, maybe ever. Mm. I thought that was a really powerful image,
1: because that really affects in our response of how we're supposed to interact with people. Then, mm-hmm. and just in our vision of God, does does Peter talk about this at all? And in... no, but we can. Oh, okay, Exclusive. all right, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. Because if yeah, if we if if we are thinking and going out and seeing that everyone is part of that image, but not the entire image of itself. Mm-hmm. Then our interaction, our being in community, is becoming closer to what we're seeing God actually being—the right. the, the image of God. Yeah. So, yeah. to go back all the way to the first part and the first question of what do we see, and we answered, I see God. When I when I think of God, I, I, I see you guys. I see Mandy and Andy. Mm. That would be where this is coming from. Mm. I love it. Wow
0: that's awesome yeah it's like and then the case can be made the more you get to know and truly have authentic experiences with other people the more you know about God Mm -hmm. and especially people who are different from you because they encapsulate a part of God that maybe you would never access in and of yourself Mm. in your specific Mm -hmm. social and cultural location
2: Mm. I think even just the incarnation gets at this idea that Jesus by coming to earth was showing like the union of human and the divine, right? Mm-hmm. And saying that these things are are connected, that you can now access this divine presence that's within you. Or or not maybe not access, but become open to it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I probably think this one in terms of social justice is a little bit uh, easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because this is what drives people, right? Yeah. That people are this image bearing, um, community or, um, or congregation or whatever. Um, and so therefore the way that we do it, you know, we talk about maybe Matthew 25 is actually, you know, doing things of God, right. Is actually doing things for God or in, 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 in with, with God, um.
0: Right. Yeah, it comes down to community.
2: Yeah, Matthew twenty-five, sheep and the goats, right? Is that what we're talking mm-hmm. about,
1: yeah. or just no. Well, yeah, the sheep and the goats, and then the the part about um, whatever you do to these people, you do to me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think. Well, maybe traditionally that passage is taught. Right, that God is is in heaven, and he's saying these people are going go to heaven, and these people are going to hell mm-hmm. based on what what you did, yeah, and how you right. treated other mm-hmm. people, and mm-hmm. so that's just a very. Like judgment, like this is what happens when, when you die. That's what people mm-hmm. traditionally understand it. But, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I, it's a parable, right? And Jesus doesn't really use parables that way of mm-hmm. saying this is God, you know, and this is how God is, is doing God's work. It's always something else when yeah. he talks about parables. So I think maybe closer to it is just Jesus saying that how you treat other people is how you treat God, mm-hmm. right? I think that's really the, the lesson rather mm-hmm. than this is how you get to heaven or that's how you get to go to hell. Mm-hmm. that that when you when you serve other people you're serving God. Mm-hmm. And so then when you when you yeah when, even then when you serve other people you're also serving God, but you're also encountering God. Right. And that is where God God is found in in loving other people.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably to also think about and I wonder about this and maybe we can talk about this is just the rest of creation. And how does that fit, you know, how do we take care of God's creation as well as taking care of the people that are image-bearing, which is everyone. Mm-hmm. sure. Because I think a lot of times we'll get to this point, we'll say, okay, we're going to take care of the people, and then everything else is just in the background. But there's a lot of calls to see where God is, to, to kind of visualize God inside of creation as well. Um, I right. don't know your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, well, if you say God is ground of being it doesn't necessarily limit it to humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that human, like human beings are the only thing in creation that's created in the image of God. But I think that there's also like very much like divine properties and mm-hmm. a lot of things like anyone who's ever experienced like a, a beautiful, you know, like breathtaking view of mm-hmm. nature or had like a moment where you're in nature or you see something out in the world that's natural and you just like have this moment of connection with like something mm-hmm. very deep and bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Like who who can deny that, mm-hmm. that God doesn't show God's mm-hmm. self in like the natural world. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like this uh, question of new age of like, you know. I think of immediately of pocahontas like, okay yeah like and and kind of people's like characterization or caricature of like Native American theology, which a lot of times is just like really wrong and right. filtered mm-hmm. through like a white view of mm-hmm. that and it, like a non understanding of native theology, mm-hmm. but you know it's not necessarily like that a hawk is God, but it's mm-hmm. like my experience of this, like, majestic bird or being is, like, in a sense, like, a connection to a God who could have created that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know that that theology really talks about nature that much, but that's an mm. interesting aspect of it.
2: Let's be even biblical. It, what, where's the verse? Isn't there a verse that talks about, like, even if someone hasn't heard about God, that creation will still...
0: Yeah, the rocks will cry out.
2: Yeah, and and, well, like... There's that. That's from like Psalms, right? Yes. There's something in the New Testament. I think it's Paul where he's writing that even if someone has never even heard about God, that that creation kind of shows who God is, and yes. so it says that like they're without excuse or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't. Yeah, it's like know since the beginning is. of time. Yeah.
0: God's power has been shown in the world. Right. That's yeah. very
2: ground of being mm-hmm. um, language, I think.
1: Do you remember Sung Chong, um, when he was talking about how we come to a point where uh, when we do retreats, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we go to retreats, we go out to the remote to experience God. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, we go out, we go away from people, we go away from things. And then there we'll finally have silence and solitude to be able to experience God and who God is. Yeah. And, and Sung Chong goes, well, like, that's not actually true. The fact that when we want to experience God, we go with people, we go into the place where it's more populated mm. because we're experiencing God better and 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 closer with people because they're image bearers. Yeah, and I always love that because I was like, "That's great! That is great stuff." Because mm. one, it it goes back to the to the kind of the social you know movement of let's 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 do it let's deal with these people be well, let's help let's be with these people because right. this is what we're going to find um we're going to experience god the best yeah. i also too i like when i drive on on south shore you know, the highway mm-hmm. and you come up on the city and you get that view yeah i'm like this is amazing this yeah. god's here you know, cause yeah because that's that's you know i mean that's man that's human beings created mm-hmm. uh And I feel like that's I'm experiencing God in that. Because this is so fantastic. This is Mm -hmm. so great. Now, that might be that I might have other views on top of that that's playing into that. But I think that that, that's part of it, yeah.
0: But I think you're right that you can have these transcendent experiences in Mm -hmm. the city. Mm -hmm. And that it's like, why do we think that we can only encounter God or encounter this ground of being in like a very natural Mm -hmm. wilderness Mm -hmm. setting? Mm -hmm. um, Because you yeah you get like the richest view of god sometimes in like a very populated area Mm -hmm. because you you have all these examples of who god is and and um yeah like humanity shows you more than anything i think yeah what god can do
2: i think the reason we don't people don't do that is because they think that god they don't think god is the ground of being because god is somewhere else I think the biggest difference between the super being and hyper being and then ground of being is that God is not somewhere else, but God is here and God is in everything. Mm, yeah. And so if you think God's somewhere else, it would kind of make sense that why you need to go and be away from everything so you can just spend time and, and think about God and yeah. encounter God, which I mean, that's not a bad thing to do. I think that's a good um, a good practice. But mm-hmm. I, if that's where you think God is, like if God only exists in the woods or at camp, then that's maybe not a good understanding of God right? because God is in, in other places as
0: well. And a pretty shallow understanding of humanity too, that you think mm-hmm. like, I just have to get away from all these people mm-hmm. and then I'll be with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's okay to go into solitude. That's a good thing. But yeah, there is that view. Like I just need to like be alone and God will be more accessible to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, cause it views, isn't it? So if you have a view that God is somewhere else, that maybe God's super being or hyper being, then it almost gets to the understanding that people are distractions. Yeah. And that your work is a distraction. You know, it's just something you have to do on earth. And that all these things that you do as a human are kind of not what you're really supposed to be doing. You're really supposed to be encountering God. But but God is ground of being sees God in, in everything that you're doing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is a... Really big shift. Yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah, it makes you think about your church too and what the goal of church is because I think a lot of churches have tried to seclude themselves from the world and to make their church into kind of like a sanctuary from the world. Um, like we're all going to come together and encounter God here and then like isn't it a shame that we have to go back into the world tomorrow, you know, on Monday morning tomorrow, like Mm -hmm. we have to go be with all these other people who don't know God. And, you know, we have to leave God here in the sanctuary and lock the doors and hope he doesn't get out while we're Mm -hmm. gone. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a completely different, if you, if you believe that you will encounter Christ, maybe even more powerfully when you encounter people outside of the walls of your church, then that changes Everything you do mm-hmm. in church, it changes mm-hmm. who you want to come into your church.
2: Mm-hmm. The final one, it's the hardest one to understand, but maybe that's what makes it why it's last. Yeah, I don't okay. know. God as an event. Okay, God as an event. Um, Peter Rons he talks about that that Christianity, Christ's death and resurrection, was the event of Christianity. Right, so he says, yeah, the event of Christianity. And then so it's that thing, that thing that happened, um, that draws us closer to God. So for him, God as event is anything that draws you closer to living with more love for others, uh, more love for the world. Which, when you think about your reasons for doing anything, for believing in God, for, uh, yeah, your reasons for doing anything, they're usually, it's usually could be tied to an event of some sort Mm. right if you think about it something happened in your life that made you do this or that made you do that Mm -hmm. and if it's a good thing i think he would say that that like that is god Mm. that event or whatever it is that's drawing you closer to god Mm. this is the closest view to atheism (laughs) that we've talked about so Mm. right because it's Mm -hmm. not there's nothing tangible that you're thinking about mm-hmm. in, or maybe it is. There's they're different than what we think.
0: Because the only thing that really change, like the only thing that is a, the difference between a Christian and an atheist in this way of understanding God is that there was an event that changed everything for the Christian, and that there wasn't an event, or this event yeah. is not something that the atheist either believes in or like. Assigns any spiritual significance to. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, like a few weeks ago, you preached about Andy, the like inciting incident. Mm-hmm. Would that fall yeah, in let's line get into with the this event?
2: View? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Christ- uh, that the resurrection was like an inciting incident that started this amazing spread of the church, mm. and that that is like that event that's god i mean obviously it's god because christ's death and resurrection Mm -hmm. Um, but it's more this one more gets to like your motivations for doing things Mm. so that makes god is much less about a set of beliefs and more about like the function of your beliefs so like what you're actually doing in your life whereas you could have some sort you could have God is super being and hyper being definitions of God and definitely just not do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Because God does everything. Mm -hmm. Then you get to ground of being, it would be a little harder to not do anything, but you still could get away with probably not doing anything Mm -hmm. in your mind because Mm -hmm. well, God just controls everything. But then this one is more that like God chooses to work through humans and work through the church Mm -hmm. and that, that it's, it's about us. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I can see how some people might have a problem with this because of the question of sin, um, and if you know if it all relies on us, um, and we're sinful, um, beings, then how do we trust this? Um, now I don't necessarily have this view. Um, not that I don't think we sin, but I don't start with that we're sinful beings. That's not where I start from. Um, but I think also you know as I was thinking about this too. You know, We're talking about more of an event of being—I I, I can't help but to think of your own um, repentance. And when I say repentance, I mean literally turning towards God. Because if God is continuing to pursue us, mm-hmm. we eventually have—and we talked about this free will earlier, or the first part. Uh, if we talk about this free will, there is a time where we have to turn— and make our own decision, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Floods are coming into my mind. I'm thinking about (laughs) baptism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, then I start thinking about infant and adult baptism, Mm. you know, because when you grow up in a church, you're baptized as an infant, you grow up in a church, you are literally making that commitment time and time out, usually for the most part, unless your parents are just dragging you there and you're kicking and screaming, but you're there, you live, you grow into a church, you grow into your faith. You don't, you you do make it, eventually you make a decision internally. You don't have to do anything, you know, externally. Mm-hmm. But you start to live in, you start, there's an event where you say, oh yeah, like I have been doing this for a while, but I understand it really at this point. Um, or you're a believer baptized, you're, you're believer baptism, where you have some event that happens in your life and you literally turn towards God because you realize God's been pursuing you this whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And you have that event. Now, a lot of us many of us have the I think the the I grew up in a church or I grew up in a context where I kind of just lived into that faith. for me, that's not that's not what happened. You know, I had an event where I had to turn. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. those are some of the things that are coming to my mind about that.
0: Yeah, does this event necessarily have to be the resurrection in this view? or is the no. event about personal repentance or a response to the resurrection
2: yeah i think he would say that they can be both because his this is where probably peter rollins thinks about god as an event and so that gets into his pyro theology where like what christ's death and resurrection did was kind of dismantle all of our traditions and everything that we tried to find meaning in and so then his idea then is that that event also like has a big effect on us right now as it should seek to dismantle all of our kind of our idols and our traditions that we do with this this hope of of seeking fullness when he would argue that that you can't actually get to those the event is something that comes and i guess he would say just like shakes up your your entire life but that's what that that it's not about a set of beliefs or a set of practices but it's about completely changing how how you see the world and live your life Which is what I think a lot of people would think Christianity should be about, but it becomes just about believing the proper things.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know, I've even read some of his books, I don't know if he does the best job of clarifying what event, God's event is. Well, to
0: to me, it seems like event and ground of being have to fit together, because... I understand the importance of, like, the event of Christ's death and resurrection. And that seems to me like it needs to happen in order to call humanity to any sort of action. Mm-hmm. But I also need a guiding <sighs> belief that tells me who I am in relation to God. And ground of being is that, I think. Like, I think if I had to, like, agree with these, with these views... I would say like my view of God is probably like a combination of 3 and 4 because there needs to be like a an understanding of who I am in relation to God and to other people in order for the incident or the event of Christ's death and resurrection to propel me to do anything because if there's just this like incident that happened why would it matter for me to even share that with a community if i don't believe that i can like access and experience and participate in the mission of god right. through other people
2: yeah i think he would say something along the lines of that christ's death which is like god dying was a dismantling of all of our traditions and our our idols and Mm -hmm. our our idols which we use to try to find fulfillment and then christ's resurrection was god just affirming that now god is found um, between people and on earth and that that this is how you encounter god is is through loving others and through interacting with other people Um, so that's to him is the, the event of christianity and so people will not most people will probably not agree with that understanding of God's death and I don't know hmm. resurrection do you know what I mean so if you if yeah. you think different things about what Christ did on the cross and with his resurrection then this is going to make either more or less sense to you I think hmm.
0: right I think the first especially the first and maybe even the second view um, cannot coexist with the fourth because of what you're saying about like the death of God quote unquote in Christ's death and resurrection that like flies in the face of a view of God that puts God into a category of super being because a super being can't die Mm -hmm. so then Jesus was just like a representative of God or was like the son of God who was fully divine and fully human and died and like God the father was crying and that's why it rained on that day. You know, like we come up with all these theories to yeah. understand like the interaction between God the Father and and Christ on the mm-hmm. cross. Yeah, um, that really like only really have to like the only reason we try to come up with these ideas is because we think that God is a super being who could never could would never give god's self up right completely mm-hmm.
2: yeah i think when i think one of the most interesting things about the this conversation as a whole is that how many like different ways you can think about god and how you can like see god in many different ways mm-hmm. and when you when you're set on one way of thinking and talking about god it makes you really have to defend and know like everything about it Right. Like you have yeah. to know the atonement theory and you have to know all of these reasons that explain why it's OK to believe in God and why God is still good and mm-hmm. all powerful and, and omnipresent. And. It works so, sort of, but it's kind of a waste of time, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, to say that, though, like to say that we don't have to figure out concrete answers about the atonement or about sanctification that that I think might be like harder than than just changing your view of God because the thing with the super being and even hyper being is that like we've built up all of these different theologies and different like systematics around this belief because we feel like we have to like prop it up with a bunch of like, um, scaffolding in order to like make it not fall down. (laughs) And so like, you have to like taking away those pieces, I think are even harder than getting at the heart of why people believe about a super being, because it's just become now like such a part of our theological tradition to come up with answers about why we believe, about the super being like we don't even really care that much about the super being but we care about the answers that make us believe that we have a super being because those are the things that we like spend our time on
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: those are what makes us feel like we have a god that works
2: right makes us happy and comfortable Mm -hmm. and feel insecure for our eternal futures yeah Um, so I think this was a good conversation. Do you have, diff- do you have any different views of God now after? Would you use different language to describe God um, from what you did at the beginning? Use,
1: I try to use gender neutral language. So I'll continue to do that. <laughs> I try. Yeah. It's struggle.
0: You're pretty good at it.
1: Um, yeah. Sometimes I think Mandy will talk about something. When I used to sing in a manual. Yeah. I would like sing even louder than neutral
0: pronoun. Yeah, he changed the words. Oh. <laughs> so it's like
1: very distracting. <laughs> Gender I see. neutral. Um, okay. It's pretty
0: funny. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Um I think also, you know, yeah, humility is definitely one that comes to mind. I think when we talk about God, you have to have humility or it's just or it's just mm-hmm. not helpful. Yeah. It's not it's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more thing I will mention though, also thinking about God. You know, I talked about this um talking about Stateville again. Mm-hmm. One of the things that kind of came in the beginning was my experience in talking with someone is that once we talk about, if we could talk about God, when I go and move on to the rest of my life or to the next day or the next meeting, mm-hmm. that that experience that I had influences me enough to be different when I move on mm-hmm. and for us to carry that. Now, that might be intentional. It might be unintentional for some, yeah. but for me, it's intentional. So one is, is now I'm starting to carry a lens and understanding what God is through not only my perspective, but also someone else. Now at Stateville, we did, we were very deep into this. I mean, we had real honest conversations and it was very easy to be able to, you know, take this in, to be able to adapt my own hermeneutical, you know, approach on seeing, you know, not only what it says in scripture, but also with God. But it's a little bit less, um, when you're talking with someone about, the weather or you know political you know season or whatever it is mm-hmm. but it is important though because when we start seeing god and we start hearing about other influences we start to have a better understanding of who, who god is right um and i don't know if that's the event one or if that's the ground one or if it's a combination of both um, but it's definitely not the hyper um being yeah. it's definitely not the super being mm-hmm.
2: yeah i want so i think at the beginning when i like I've been thinking about this for a few months about g- ground of being, event, or mm-hmm. hyper being, and I, I think, I think I think God is closer to ground of being. That's where mm-hmm. I, I like that one a lot. I like event also, but then still, if it's like a moment of duress or something, and you just like think about God, in like split second, mm-hmm. like how do you think about ground of being? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you just yeah. you. I feel like everyone has this natural view of god that's just like ingrained in them that's probably different for each person that you just like will revert back to even in this time just you know at at, like that time when you really think of god
1: Mm
2: -hmm. just off the top of your head and i wonder if you can ever
1: change that i think you can i just think it'll take time because i think you've been conditioned to think that way Right. right. right absolutely um so you know maybe maybe when you're 45 yeah. uh, you you might be conditioned a different way mm-hmm. I don't because um, yeah. I don't think it's natural I think it's nurtured that sure. way. Yeah, right, so, yeah yeah
0: yeah and this is why it's so important to choose your spiritual surroundings very carefully and even like why church is an important place because a lot of times church is the only place where people might like feel think about and venture into areas of like what do I think about God like asking Mm -hmm. those questions to themselves if you are in a church where they constantly use like male centric language then you're going to reinforce subconsciously or consciously in people that God is male Mm -hmm. or if you're constantly referring to God as like just like this higher being that is so righteous and like um you know is so untouchable and is like, then people are going to have that idea that God is not really accessible to them because they aren't, they don't measure up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we, I think as like a culture, we believe that we can shape ourselves sometimes more than we really can. Mm -hmm. Like in a, in a vacuum, you know, Mm -hmm. like if I just like read enough books, but I think it's really important to think about like who you're listening to and how they're talking about God. And that's why people get, that's like why it's important to me and why it's important to a lot of people to think really carefully about how we talk about God in a church or in a theological school or just like in our families, you know, like what you're teaching your kids, how you're talking about God to your kids, because that stuff gets ingrained in you. And then suddenly you are like 26 or 27 and you realize like when you close your eyes and think about god in a split second like it's an old man with a long beard mm-hmm. and you're like how did this happen yeah. mm-hmm. i didn't do that <laughs> but you know your environment did
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah because what you think about god really like will change how you live your life right mm-hmm. like i think feel like a lot of people who do not believe in god do so because they were given just a bad understanding of god Mm -hmm. right like maybe the god that they don't believe in is also the god that you know we don't believe in right you know like they're thinking oh god this is what god is like god is a super being and who is pretty mean who like helps some people and and is just ignores other people and so i don't want anything to do with that god and so that's why i think it's important to be able to talk like this even and say well like there's different ways you can think about god that's are biblical and Mm -hmm. and because not one specific definition will really encapsulate all that there is to Mm -hmm. god um anselm do you know who that is anselm i don't know how to say his name he is like lived in the 11th century he's like theologian Mm -hmm. he talks about like how can things he asks how can something exist he says there's three ways and the first is that something can exist in your mind but not in reality Right. So like you can imagine something. It's not a very high level of existence. Mm -hmm. Second is something can exist in your mind, but also in reality. Right. So you can like I can think about what my phone looks like in my mind, but then it also like exists. I Mm -hmm. can pull out my phone and show it. also looks like. And and he says this is where most Christians are. Right. That God Mm -hmm. is sort of like. Exists in your life, but it's also like perfectly exists in your mind, mm. right? God's in two places. But then he says there's a third level and that, that something can exist in reality, but it's also like, is so majestic and amazing that, that it cannot possibly exist in your mind because it's like beyond anything mm. you can imagine or comprehend or articulate. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's getting at, like the boat thing of the sunken boat in the yeah. water that, that it's just like, God is so big and there's so many different ways to talk about God and to think about God and none of them by themselves will really do justice to, to who or what God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess it's being open to that is is pretty important. That, I mean, Peter Rawls doesn't think these co- contradictions about God are, are bad things. He thinks they're positive things because God is just so big and all these people are just trying to name God and describe God in different ways because one way isn't adequate. So did we cover God we got it? We, yeah, uh,
1: I think we're good. I think we we're didn't good. talk a lot about what God's not, though. God is not Solomon's painting of blue-eyed Jesus. Uh, sorry, Covenant. Um, oh, okay. So, I don't know. That's...
0: God is not a white man. There We go. Okay, that. that's good, good. That's good. Uh, Maybe we'll have another episode where we we'll <laughs> list all the things that God is not. God is not this table. No. You could... <laughs> Or
2: is God this table? Because God is Ooh. the ground of being. Oh, uh oh. Nope. <laughs>
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, well, Caleb, thank you for joining us thank Thanks you. for inviting
0: me. This was, was a, a lot privilege. of fun. It was great to have you. Um,
2: thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, it will help a lot. Review us on iTunes, it will help even more. We're trying to get above Joel Osteen's podcast we've kind of forgot about that but no that's our goal
0: that's always been in my mind
2: so if you can review us that'd be great Uh, if not just keep listening we're happy to have you have a good day everyone see
1: ya yay bye oh did i get that in no yeah we can i'll edit that i'll edit that